0: Hey there! You're listening to The Simple Home, a podcast for the modern mom looking for a slower pace. A life with less stuff, less to do, and more time for what really matters. Living simply is more than just getting rid of clutter, it's about letting go of expectations to create a life of intention. Motherhood is the ultimate Groundhog Day experience, where much of every day is spent on the logistical stuff necessary to keep everyone alive. So you can wake up and do it again the next day. You don't need just one more thing. You need easier ways to manage the constant cleaning and feeding, the overwhelming clutter, the never-ending to-do list. I wish I could hire you a personal chef, a nanny, a housekeeper, and a personal finance guru, but I can't. What I can do is support you in your journey of letting go of all expectations and taking life at a slower pace. So sit back, relax. And enjoy the podcast today. Well, hello there. Welcome to another episode of the Simple Home Podcast. My name's Jenna. I'm the host of this show, and I am so glad you're joining us this week. Today, we're going to talk about one of my favorite topics, which is organization and decluttering. Two of my very, very favorite things, which I know sounds a little bit crazy. But it's true. If you ask me to come and help you organize, it is one of my favorite things to do. So we're going to talk about the two things um, today. And I think that organization and decluttering often get kind of confused with one another. And that's why I put them together in this episode, because I think it keeps people from being really successful in getting their home to look and feel the way that they want. I also think that there's an idyllic and unrealistic image of what organized and decluttered looks like thanks to Pinterest and other social media platforms. So we're going to talk about that a little bit today. Now, organization is going to look much different for everyone. The point is that you have to make it work for you. Being organized is about creating spaces and systems that make your life easier not just prettier and the amount of stuff that you have is also going to depend on you, your family, your season of life and your preferences. So there's not one size fits all when it comes to being very organized and decluttered. It's kind of whatever works best for you. So let's start by talking about organization and I want to go through a few different things of what happens when we organize and what doesn't happen. So there's five different things I think about that really happen when we're organizing our home. And the first one is that we often are rearranging our things. So we're putting things from one place to another, trying to see where they fit best in our house and where the flow is best with our lifestyle. So when we organize, we're rearranging our things. We're also finding new spaces for things. So when you go to organize one room or your closet, you may be pulling things out and putting them in other areas of your home, other areas of your closet, other drawers in your kitchen, whatever it might be. You're looking for new spaces for things. Another thing that often happens is that it makes our space look tidier. So when we put things away into buckets or bins or organize them in different ways, it often makes our home appear tidier. It also momentarily makes our house and space feel better. And I'm saying momentarily because often when we organize, we don't really get to the root cause of why things are feeling a little bit chaotic in our home or not staying where we want them. So it doesn't always last, but it does make our house or space feel better for the time being. And of course, it gives us a huge sense of accomplishment. When you organize just a small area in your home, It takes some hard work and when it's done, it looks and feels better and it makes us feel accomplished. Now, there are some things, kind of some big things that organization doesn't do for us. One is that it doesn't solve our stuff problem. Oftentimes we put things in bins and we feel better for a little while and then we realize we still have a lot of stuff and we can't just keep organizing it. And so it doesn't really solve that problem. Organization also doesn't change our thinking about stuff, about money, um, about the way we want to live our life. It just kind of puts a band-aid over it and puts stuff in a tidy area, but we often have to come back to it later. If you've ever gotten into the habit of organizing and then a couple weeks later you reorganize and then you're organizing those same things again, and you're coming into contact with the same stuff over and over and over, and it never seems to really solve its problem, then you're likely struggling with that part where it doesn't change our thinking to just organize our stuff. We have to change our mindset around the stuff that we own in order to make organization stick. So we're going to talk about that a little bit as we talk about the decluttering part of this. The other thing that organization doesn't often do is change our spending habits. In fact, organization usually makes us spend more. We go out and buy more storage containers or we pay for a monthly storage space or we do the same amount of shopping and then more stuff comes back into our home and we have to organize again. So it doesn't solve a lot of those upfront problems. So I like to reverse these two things and rather than just looking at your space and wanting to organize it, decluttering is the place where we need to start. When I'm talking about decluttering, I'm talking about the act of actually getting rid of the excess things in your life and in your home. Now, like I said in the beginning, this is going to look completely different for different people. Everybody has different size homes. Everybody has a different tolerance level from the amount of things that are around them. Everybody wants their home to feel different. It doesn't mean you have to get down to owning nothing. It just means when we declutter, we're getting rid of the things that we don't need in our life or that aren't serving us, that are making things harder for us. Those things are excess and those are the things we're going to get rid of when we're talking about decluttering. It feels like a huge task. At the beginning of thinking about decluttering your home or even just a room, it feels like an enormous task, but that's really because you're thinking of the end. So if you're thinking of what you want your home to look like at the end of decluttering, it feels really big. So we have to really break it down and start small. The other thing that happens when people start to declutter and the reason we often get Um, sidetracked or don't get to the finish line is because we start with the hardest areas in our home. This makes the task feel so overwhelming before we even start. So if you've ever started the process and maybe you decided I'm going to tackle my closet, but you love clothes, that's not likely the best place for you to start because it's going to be really hard. Or maybe you've wanted to organize your garage and all your hobby stuff is in the garage, your skis and your sports equipments and different things that you're hoping to use someday. And as soon as you start, you get overwhelmed and feel like I can't get rid of any of this. Or maybe you've tried to start with photographs or other things that have a lot of sentimental value. If you start in a place that's difficult, you're never going to get through to the end because it's going to be too hard. Now, some people that are listening to this episode right now are thinking to themselves, I don't have any decluttering to do, and you're ready to just go and organize and put systems into place. And that might be true, but stick with me. I challenge you to go through your whole house because if you don't feel like your home looks and feels the way you want, most likely you have some extra stuff in there that you can get rid of that just going through and organizing your things isn't going to make these things stick. So here's the phases I recommend that you go through. And I want you to start at the very beginning, even if you're one of the people listening and feeling like you don't have any excess, just start at the beginning to see if you do have some things that you can get rid of. So as you hear a brief explanation of each of these phases, you can decide which phase you're in and then where you wanna get started. So phase number one is the low-hanging fruit, and you've likely heard me talk about this before if you've been in my community for a while, either on my blog or on this podcast, but low-hanging fruit to me means the stuff that is super easy to get rid of, stuff you don't even have to think about. You can just go through your house and pick up things you've never used or haven't used for years, things that are broken, things that don't fit, things that don't get played with, anything that's super easy to just say, oh yeah, I don't need that, I don't want that, I don't like this. Those are low hanging fruit and that is the first phase for you to start in. That's the easiest place. And as soon as you get rid of the easy stuff, like the, the super, super easy stuff, you're going to already feel lighter and the next phase is going to be easier. So you're going to start there and likely this process is going to look different for everybody. It depends on how much time you want to dedicate to this, but one simple thing you could do is just set your timer for 10 minutes. 10 minutes a day until you get all the way through all the low-hanging fruit in your house. Or if you have a day to do it, go ahead and do a full day. If you have a weekend set up that you want to get through the whole process, you can do that. But first thing is to go through the low-hanging fruit. Phase number two is the easy stuff. Now, low-hanging fruit is like stuff you don't even have to think about. Easy stuff is stuff you may have to think about, but it's easier to go through for you. So if your closet is an area... That's difficult, and you know that it makes you, it brings up emotions and different things when you go through it. That's not easy stuff. Easy stuff is the things that don't bring up the emotions, things that you're okay with getting rid of. You may have collected, um, maybe it's like board games in your home, and you've thought, you know, I love all these board games, but now you're thinking, we only play four or five board games. It'd be easy for me to cut that collection in half. Things like that. If there's any emotion tied up into it, It's not an easy thing. So look for areas that are easy for you. One area that's really hard for me is books. For some reason, I get super attached to having books in our home, and that's a really hard thing for me to get rid of. And I've really had to work through that as we've had less space in our house and realize that we have a library that we utilize all the time, and so that's where I want to spend my time with books. So that has helped me work through the process, but for me, that's not an easy one. So you have to look around your home and decide what, where would an easy space be for me to begin with and start there. Maybe it's your living room, maybe it's a bedroom, maybe it's one single drawer, like your junk drawer in your kitchen, wherever it might be. Look around and just decide what might be easier for you and go ahead and start there. Now, the reason I start with low hanging fruit and then easy stuff is because it gives you some momentum. As soon as you start feeling a little bit lighter and see the benefits of having less stuff, it's easier to get rid of the harder stuff. So that brings me to phase number three, which is decluttering the hard stuff. Now this might take you a while and that's okay. When it comes to the hard stuff, we're talking about things that you really have to think about, things that are hard for you to let go of for a number of reasons. It might be because they hold emotional ties, It might be because you spent money on them and you feel guilty giving them away. It might be because it's things that were gifted to you and you feel bad about giving them away. Whatever your reasons are, we all struggle with getting rid of some things. Some people struggle more than others and you may have to really work through this process, but allow yourself time to get rid of some of the harder, harder things in your life and really ask yourself, do I want this in my life right now? Is it something that gives me negative emotions? And if it is, it's probably time to let go of that item. Is it something that you're holding on to just because you feel guilty letting it go? That may be another thing that you can let go of at this point. So make sure you're only holding on to things that really bring you value. And if they do, if it's something you love and you like to look at, don't get rid of it. Find a place where you can showcase it so that it's really something that you can enjoy rather than having it in a box somewhere. So phase number three is to go through your hard items. This also might be stages. It might be that you do this right now and you get rid of some of the hard stuff. And then maybe a few months from now, you're in a better place to be able to get rid of some more things. Who knows? You might come back to your hard things again and again and again. Or you might just have trouble and kind of get stuck here. If that's the case, do what you can and move on. And come back to it when you feel more able because you don't want this to completely halt your progress from making the home the way that you want it. So, phase number four once you've gone through the first three phases, you will have decluttered most of your things. Now, phase number four is to actually start organizing your things. There's all kinds of different systems you can go through to really organize your things. A couple tips that I have. One is that it has to work for you. If you put your things in beautiful tubs and you put them up on shelves, but you never use them or go back and put your things back where they go, then that is not going to work for you. You have to set up systems that are going to work for you. One really silly thing for me is that I can't really have lids on top of tubs that I need to get in and out of often because I don't do it. I don't lift the lid up and put my things back inside. And that's so, so silly and sounds super lazy, but I know this about myself. And so if it's something that I need to get in and out of often, I don't put a lid on it because otherwise I'm going to end up with a pile on top of the lid. So things like filing um, baskets I don't put a lid on because I won't put my papers in. I will put them on top of the lid and that's where they will live until I decide to go through it. So think about what's going to work best for you. And also before you really start organizing, look around your house and decide how you want each room to look and to feel. Now we could go really deep into this um, and this could be several podcast episodes just about this, but before you really start organizing. Think about how you want your rooms to look and feel. What kind of furniture do you want in there? Maybe you've gotten rid of some of the furniture during this process because you didn't want that in there. It was cluttering up your space. Look at the furniture you have or the furniture that you'd like to have in your room and use those as ways to organize the things that are in there. Also, when we're talking about organizing, not everything has to be put away. Some of those really great mementos that you have that you kept from decluttering the hard stuff. You may want to put those out on shelves and decorate with them so you can actually enjoy them. Think about the wall space that you have. Do you want it really clear or is it okay to use some of your wall space? And if it is, maybe you hang up your guitar. If you have a guitar sitting in the side of the room, maybe you put some pictures on your walls instead of on shelves so you can get rid of one of your bookshelves. It just depends on how you want your spaces to look and feel also think through how you use those rooms are they really active spaces and if so if you're going in and out of those rooms often make sure you have clear pathways so that it doesn't feel cluttered and jumbled to you so think through that as you go into the organizing phase and really look at what pieces of furniture you already have that you can use to organize And if you get stuck here, if you feel like, man, I still have so much stuff that I can't make my rooms feel the way I want them to, then you might have to think about getting rid of some more things or think about how you're using storage spaces in your house. If you're really having trouble getting rid of things, maybe devote a closet to storage or if you have some shelves in the garage, um, really think through how you might be able to store some of those items. If it's really hard for you to get rid of them. But during the organization phase, you really want to make sure that you're using your space the way you want. Otherwise, you're going to end up moving things around again. You're going to organize and reorganize and reorganize again. So as you go through the process, go ahead and do that. Now, the other thing I will say is you often don't need to go out and buy anything. Now you might, but don't go out and buy new tubs or shelving units until you know exactly the things that you have and where you're going to want to put them. Because often what will happen is we'll go out and we'll, you know, run to the container store because we know we're going to need a bunch of organizational devices and we bring them home and they don't fit in our space or they're not right for the things we want to put in them. And then we end up with more clutter. So think through it before you go out and purchase anything. Look around your house and see if you have anything already in your space that you can use. Do you have an ottoman that opens up? Maybe you keep your kids books in there or... Um, utilize the space underneath beds with some tubs. If there are things that you don't need to get to all the time, look at your space and decide what kinds of things you already own. And then if there are things you need to go purchase, once you have a plan in place, go out and buy those things to bring into your home. Just make sure that they are things you actually want to use and not just really pretty things (laughs) to make your home look organized. The goal here is to actually organize it. So it feels the way you want all the time. Now, phase number five is systems and routines. So in order to make your organization stick, you've got to put some systems and routines in place. Otherwise, you're going to end up with a mess. So for instance, let's say you decide to put a bucket and some coat hangers next to your front door, and this is where you want your kids' jackets to go and backpacks and Uh, Maybe there's another little tub there for your keys or your purse, whatever it might be. You have to make sure that you set up systems so that those things actually get to their destination every single time. Otherwise, you're going to be picking up over and over and over. So teach people in your house and teach yourself, train each other to get the things back where they go. We talked about toys in the last episode, the Simple Home Podcast, so if you missed that one, you may want to tune into that if you have little kids at home. We talked a lot about decluttering and organizing toys, but that's another one. If you've set up a system for the toys, like maybe there's a dinosaur bucket and a train bucket and a place where they put their crayons and papers, then make sure that they know how to put the things back where they go so that it stays organized. If you're going through these systems and you're realizing that it's not sticking, like it's taking weeks and your kids still haven't gotten it or you still haven't gotten the rhythm of it, then maybe you just need a new place for those items. So for example, if you have um, your backpack tub in, you know, a different room and the kids are always dropping it in the kitchen because that's where they're doing their homework or they're always dropping it right by the door by their shoes because that's where they come in, you may want to move the bucket <laughs> to that area To where they are. Now, you can also train them to do something different, but just make it easy, make it work for your family, and you might have to tweak as you go. The other thing when I talk about systems and routines is put some routines in place where these things become automatic, like habits. So, for example, I talk a lot on this podcast about my Sunday basket and how any paperwork that comes in the house goes into this basket and on Sundays or sometimes not Sundays I still call it a Sunday basket but sometimes it happens during the week I go through it and make sure I do what needs to be done with those papers either file them pay the bills um, send them back to school whatever it might be a lot of them end up in the recycling but any of those papers Get cleared out. So that's more of a routine. That's something that I've put in place so that every week I'm going to do this so I don't end up with a bunch of paper clutter. The same goes with like to do lists or little notes that I write myself. I throw them in that basket and that way they're not just all over my house or my car or elsewhere. So set up systems and routines to help you keep your organization working and tweak the organization if the systems and routines aren't staying in place. It might just be a simple tweak, and then your systems and routines will follow suit. So think about that as you're going. Now, phase number six is you have to make it stick. So this is the hardest one. We, we do all this work and we love the way our house looks. And then a month later, we've accrued all kinds of new stuff and nobody's putting things back where they go and everything's a mess and chaos again. So I don't want you to do this over and over and over. I really want you to be able to do this and then, you know, maintain it every few months. You might have to go back and kind of tweak things, but it shouldn't be taking up every weekend of your life or um, hours and hours of your time every week. So you've got to make it stick. One thing you're going to have to do is really come to terms with your spending, because if you get your systems in place, if you've gone through all the decluttering and now you've organized and all of a sudden you're still spending like you used to and you're bringing all kinds of new things into your house, you're going to go through this process over and over. It's never going to stop if you continue to consume things that you may not actually want or need in your home. So you have to kind of come to terms with that. Now, I'm not saying you can't go out shopping anytime, but you really need to be intentional about what you bring in your house if you really want to make this work. The other thing in making it stick is to just stay consistent. Stay consistent with your routines. Make sure that you're putting things back where they go. Do some daily resets where you go around your house and pick everything up a couple times a day. Really become consistent until it's a habit for you and your family so that it all um, sticks and makes sense to you. All right, so if you go through all six of these phases, I promise you're going to have like a whole new outlook on your house. However, it's going to take a lot of time. And I know that each of these were just kind of a brief um, explanation of each of the phases. And it's, it's not something that you're going to be able to finish today. And I get that. And it's going to feel a little bit overwhelming, but start small, start at phase one with low hanging fruit. Do that until you feel like you can move on to getting rid of some of the easy stuff. And maybe you're at a different phase. So think about where you feel like you are at, which phase you're in, and really be honest with yourself about whether or not you've um, done this in the past. Now, a lot of people will say, oh yeah, I've decluttered or I've organized my stuff, but it's more that they've bounced around from one phase to the next and nothing seems to stick. So I really suggest you go all the way through the steps in order. It's going to really help you streamline the process and know where you're at and help you make it stick at the end so that you don't have to do this over and over and over. I encourage you to take one step today. Set your timer for 10 minutes, 15 minutes, 20 minutes, whatever you have. Wherever you're starting, take one step. Maybe it's low-hanging fruit. Maybe you're at the easy stuff. Maybe you've mastered those two phases and you have to start at the hard stuff. Whatever it is, take one step Today and try to conquer the phase that you're in. Now, I'm not saying you have to conquer it today, but move through that step in as many days as it takes you and try to conquer that step so that you have some momentum going into the next phase. This could take you a week or a couple months, but stick to it until you're ready to move to that next phase. You deserve a home that you love to be in. Sometimes our stuff covers up the life that we really, really want to live. And I want you to uncover that so that you enjoy the space that you spend so much time in. Now, most importantly, I want you to feel lighter and enjoy your home and your family. And I know firsthand how having less stuff can change your whole life. So Just make sure that you're giving yourself some grace as you go through this process, allowing yourself the time that you need, or go in full force and take a three-day weekend and just get it all done. Whatever you need to do, but really go through the process. Go through each phase. So phase one, low-hanging fruit. Phase two, the easy stuff. Phase three is going through the hard stuff. Phase number four is to organize. Phase number five is to set up your systems and routines, And phase number six is to make it stick. That's it for this episode. I am so excited to share these phases with you because this is a process I've gone through when I've talked through it with other moms, and it just seems like it has totally flipped the way they look at decluttering and organizing. So I hope that's the case for you too, and I'd love to hear from you. So if you go through these phases, Or if you haven't gone through them and you listen to this episode and you're like, you are completely crazy. Either way, I want to hear from you. I want to hear your thoughts on the whole process of decluttering and organizing. Um, So shoot me an email at at, at jennaathomewithkids.com. And I'd love to chat with you and help you go through this process if you need it. And I'd also love to hear your results. The other thing you can do is tag me on Instagram. I'm at jenna arvidson. On Instagram, tag me there and show me some before and after photos. I'd love to see what you're doing and what you're up to. Now, make sure that you tune in to next week's episode. I'm really excited about this one and can't wait to share it with you. We've got lots of great stuff coming up on the podcast. Make sure to subscribe if you haven't already. And I would be so honored if you'd leave a rating and review on iTunes. And if you would share it with at least one friend who you think would benefit from this podcast. Thank you so much. I can't wait to talk to you next week. You just listened to an episode of The Simple Home. Thank you so much for spending your time with me today. I feel truly honored to be a small part of your life. Please take a moment to give a rating and write a quick review on iTunes. That will help this podcast reach more people, and I appreciate the feedback. We meet here every week, so hit subscribe so you know when the newest episode goes live. And for more practical tips on simplifying motherhood, visit athomewithkids.com. I can't wait to talk to you next time.